Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Good evening and welcome to another edition to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. It is Fraser in the hot seat on heartsonlive.co.uk. We have a guest co-host on the phone from London, uh, all the way um, all the way from London, yeah, okay. put my teeth in there. <laughs> yes, we have Ruth Ellen. Welcome Ruth to the show. Hey, viewers and hey, viewers, hey, <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> like, you can see me right now. So, yeah, hey. Um, Hi, we can all see you. It's amazing, just imagine who just picture in their head so who's Ruth yeah. okay so we, we can see Ruth but we can't see her but we can hear her but it's cool go ahead I know right so how's your day been what's been happening yeah so I, I went to watch um, a movie in the cinema because I am a bit of a movie buff um, I love films I go with my two kids every weekend um, so I just watch a wrinkle all the time so yeah um, been a, a packed day full of um, time with the family. So what was a, what's a wrinkle in time about? So it's basically like a time travel movie, um, a Disney movie, So which is um, about a girl who loses her father. Mm-hmm. And it's about her journey into understanding who she is and, and much more around finding herself again, in, without spoiling it too much. But it's a good movie, I, I do recommend it. Okay, cool. Because I I, I I tend to go to Cineworld quite a lot. Do you go to are you a Cineworld person or like an Odeon or a View Cinema? I'm I'm in I'm an Odeon person and a View. I went to the View today, which was okay. definitely different to the Odeon. The Odeon, I love it a bit, but it's not as swish looking as the View. Okay, because I, I, I was the Odeon and the View. They tend to sometimes show slightly different films. The odd different film that you don't get in Cineworld, for example. I've found that a few times. Yeah, I've, I haven't gone to, haven't gone to Cineworld in a while, but um, I do, in terms of, like, the decorum or the atmosphere, um, Odeon seems to be much more, like, packed. Okay. Um, and has much bigger viewership, more than anything. Interesting. I, I got, I've got a limited Cineworld cards, so I tend to go to the cinema quite a lot, and uh, I've got my friend Rab, who's... Uh, He's got a card now, so we tend to hit the movies a bit and uh, just to chill because we. It's the first weekend. We, there's no football on. There's no Premiership football. It's all been international. I do. You're a bit of a football fan at all? You like that? Um, I used to watch it when I had a reason to have a conversation about it, but <laughs> now I don't have to. <laughs> um, I know that there's lots of people that probably football fans, but. For me, I'm probably I could watch probably rugby more or wrestling. Oh, right. wrestling. Than yeah, ah, I, yeah. Do, I do watch the wrestling as well. One thing I do like is grew, the wrestling. Yeah, I grew up in WWE or WWF. I think it used to be called. Uh-huh. So I, I love I love the wrestling element, the sport entertainment, rather than the um, cause it's it's entertainment. So it's it's great to to watch the storylines unfold. How often do you watch the wrestling? So I used to watch it literally every um, week for a while. Now not so much, but um, so I'm into MMA a little bit, UFC. Right. Um, when I did, when I get to catch it once in a while. But other than that, it's probably um, when there's a big promo going on. 
we've got WrestleMania coming up, that'll be a big one to watch. Yeah, because you've got Ronda Rousey's now. Uh, Ronda, Rousey's, like uh, Ronda Rousey's now part of WWE, and she's doing a tag team with Kurt Angle and fighting Triple H and Stephanie McMahon in a tag team, so that'll be interesting. Oh. And uh, there's quite a few, so it'll be, yeah, and you've got Shinsuke Nakamura v EJ Styles for WWE Championship, so that should be a good, another good fight. So, and Brock Lesnar for in Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. So and there's a, so that'll be cool. So there's some big matches going to be for WrestleMania coming up uh, for the new one. So it'll be pretty good, cool. And John Cena will probably fight. He's going to potentially going to fight the Undertaker at WrestleMania because so, he's basically well, there's not much, no nothing else for him to do. So yeah, I think John Cena's quite. I I like his character. He's the way he's positioned himself, and you know, seeing him coming up from. Not this is having a gimmick, and you know you can't see me, but to be in a serious wrestler as well is, is quite nice to see. Yeah, he's his character development over over a period of time that he's coming. Yeah, he is now forty, and he is so basically well, how long he'll go on for? I don't know because he's got he's kind of gone down the road of TV and movies and stuff. Uh, hence the reason why he's not around much. He's sort of gone down the, the way. Well, The Rock went early. Uh, Dwayne Johnson mm. is now he went a bit earlier, went into movies and stuff. So, so the kind of resting part is yeah. I think the Rock boy left a bit too early, but I suppose that's he's built his career. He's well, he's gone back from being the Rock to Dwayne Johnson, his original name. So and still doing movies, but it's all good. But anyway, let's um, yeah, let's get <laughs> talk about movies all the time. So, and we'll go back to we'll go back to movies later on in the show. We'll talk about a bit of Black Panther, which has been popular over the last three to four weeks. But we'll talk about at the end near the later on in the show. But we are, uh, Ruth is uh, glad they come on to be a, a guest co-host and she's also going to talk about what dyslexia is and what it's about. If you've never heard of dyslexia, she's going to explain that. It's not just as simple as you think it, it may be. She's going to explain it more in depth about it and also what dyspraxia is, which I'd never heard before in my life. But Ruth will happily explain that. Well, we talk about other Ruth's other business that she does is helping people get more sales. So we'll have a bit of an insight to that. Plus we've got some music from... Genesis, Land of Confusion, Bon Jovi, Blaze of Glory. Uh, so chuck in a couple of tunes. Uh, I have to say I do have the, the TV theme tune for of Baywatch to play, which we I think which will be appropriate to, to help you get get more sales. So just to, are you ready? So a bit cheesy is a bit cheesy, but it's a Saturday night for a bit of cheese. So, but before we kick off with Ruth, uh, and we're going to get with some chat on what she does about dyslexia we're going to play a tune we're going to play Land of Confusion by Genesis and we'll be back after this so Ruth you may need to hold your lugs I won't be able to chat to you when the music's playing but I won't just hang on the phone and listen to the music okay yeah, I'll enjoy it you'll enjoy it okay we'll be back after <laughs> <laughs> Genesis Land of Confusion
and welcome back to Hitchcock Rams Image Podcast Show on HeartsonLive.co.uk with special guest co-host Ruth Ellen calling all the way from London. So, how you doing, Ruth? Are you there? Still there? I am here. Uh, cool. Well, we're gonna kick off. Ruth is going to talk about what dyslexia is, how she obviously came about dyslexia, and obviously you're through her own story, and how what she does regarding dyslexia. So, tell us, how did you? Well, how was your whole involvement with dyslexia? So um, I initially found out I was dyslexic when I was 32 um, and it was pretty late for me so it kind of irked me to an extent where I, I kind of was angry for a while thinking of why it wasn't discussed before it would have been so much easier in school um, and so I kind of went on my own self-discovery journey to find out more about what dyslexia meant for me and how it affected me and how I can become more successful. Now I know that there's this kind of kink in my armour, so to speak. Um, and what I found was many people that I came across was negative around the word dyslexia. They was kind of still trying to figure it out themselves. They basically were just talking about all their weaknesses. And I didn't want that to be my story. So I, I basically went to a few meetup groups and I, I tried to integrate with the community of dyslexic people and I found a community that I didn't really like I found this kind of whoa look at me I'm you know I'm hated by my boss I don't like my my life all this other stuff and it wasn't how I wanted to move forward in my own journey so I started my own community up um, mm-hmm. we had our first event at Google Campus about four or five years ago mm-hmm. it was just a whim, whim off the hat I just thought let me just do an event see if anyone else feels like me. And I think 90 people showed up at the Google campus and we just basically just had a meet up there and that's how it all started. And it basically every every month um, we just come together and it's a peer-to-peer network where we just learn how to be successful um, as dyslexic people. And we, I call it dyslexic success and it's just been going ever since. since then. Fantastic. So tell us a bit more. We obviously, dyslexia is not just... As I say, people struggle with, say, reading, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. So lots of people have this misconception that it's, you know, people, if you can't read or write, then you, you know, you must be dyslexic. That's that's the only trait. But there's the emotional repercussions of dyslexia, like there's the whole um, things around mental health and depression. And many people with dyslexia do go through dark days and dark stages, and they go through this thing called... um, hibernation where they don't necessarily want to speak to people for a while they're just kind of trying to sort out their stuff and they you know they just go dark and they they do disengage from lots of people in society and they isolate themselves so there's lots of things that are um, common amongst people that have dyslexia including the the social element the the mental health side of it Um, but essentially it's a learning difference and you know, society and I guess the government as well has labelled it as a disability, which helps us to then access things like access to work to get help us in our jobs. But it can also be a hindrance because that disability label doesn't mean that some people perceive dyslexia as a really negative thing. Um, that that means that that's why employment rates are so low when it comes to people with dyslexia. They're, they're less likely to be employed. There's a whole barrier to entry there as well. And there's lots of actual bullying around the element of dyslexia too. What can what can be done more to try and help people with dyslexia getting work? 
it's a combination. And there was a report that's been commissioned by Parliament recently, um, the Westminster Feasibility um, Team worked on surveying over 400 people and they just basically surveyed them and asked them questions about what would help people to get more into work because there are barriers like selection and, and progression depends on being neurotypical so for example the way interviews are held are very linear mm. you know very um left brain very um, stag- um straight like there's no creativity to it it's very much sometimes based on aptitude tests and um, memory memorization so and also cvs which can also hinder people if it's not formatted the white way so it's very much one size fits all type of recruitment process at the moment and so barriers to entry starts even before people are actually in jobs it's actually accessing the jobs in the first place and i think there's this false assumption that people that are are not dyslexic are supposed to be superior um purely because of the way that they're it's been positioned and things like that. You, so I think one of the ways is, is definitely to make it easier in the recruitment process um, or even just fairer. If if a person has struggles with um, memorising certain things in aptitude test, perhaps having a test that's going to be a bit more um, inclusive and doesn't just rely on a pen and paper type format. Do you maybe get, obviously, do you think there's a bit of a stigmatism regarding uh, some people with disabilities can actually work better with people with a non-disability? Yeah, there's that, that whole false information like, going around as well. I mean, it's, it's funny because there was a survey going around, um, I think it was commissioned by Canon, and it was something like companies that harness imagination and Creativity are 100 million pounds more profitable than those that do not. Um, and it's just around the fact that I'm not saying every single dyslexic person is creative because that, that even puts a limit on people. But what I am saying is it's when they look far beyond just the typical ways of doing things um, and look at ways of being inclusive and diversifying the way that they do things and coming with different ideas that perhaps... Uh, a neurotypical person or a person that has got dyslexia doesn't normally think of, they're more likely to be profitable as a business. And that's a, that's the big bottom line for any company. They want to be profitable. And if you recruit somebody that's not typical like everyone else, then you're going to have different ideas and you're going to open the pool up for different opportunities as well, which is always good. So, uh, I'm thinking of our, <laughs> I'm trying to thought again. Uh, tell us about me. The news article that you saw regarding on dyslexia. So there was it was just basically there was an article that was going around. Um, well, it's fully known. I don't know if, if many of the viewers know that ten percent of people that have got ten uh, percent of the population have got dyslexia. Um, it's probably about ten to fifteen percent. So anywhere you go, ten percent of that room will more than likely will have dyslexia or another neuro. Um, diversion thing like dyspraxia, which I'll come on to a bit later, or autism, or dyscalculia, or all, all those other things. And so the, this article is basically just saying how um, certain companies like in the government really harness the skills of people with dyslexia purely because they have a different focus 
and they have different ideas and they can just solve problems in a different way. They're great problem solvers. So this article is basically just praising that element and talking about how any company that doesn't harness the power of dyslexia is going to lose out. Well, just going back, you said you got diagnosed at the age of 32. I mean, how you, I'm guessing, is there still, that there's no really age limit that you can be diagnosed with dyslexia? No, um, that's the thing as well. Like, some people say that they grow out of being dyslexic. Um, and with with dyslexia, you don't grow out of it. You, It's something that's a lifelong lifelong thing. It's... You don't grow out of it, and you can be you could be identified or diagnosed, however, whatever term you want to use, at any age. Some people get identified at the age of three or four, and other people might get it later. And this, it's not just like oh, you wake up and you decide that you're dyslexic. You go for a three-hour test that basically determines the differences between your brain and maybe a brain of somebody else's that might not necessarily be dyslexic. So where can you go and get these tests done? Just at local doctors or is there a special place you go? Yeah, so you can get a psychologist to do one. You can get referred from your GP who will then refer you on to the specialist. Um, there's quite a few different ways to do it. I mean, if you're going to do it independently, it's around three to £500. If you um, are in college or university, you can get the test done um, for free, depending on what college and university it is. Um, so it just there's quite a few different places you can get it done. And once you get it done, you can actually then take that report and get additional help from government like access to work. Well, that's good. So, well, obviously quite expensive if you want to go down your own route, which is not cheap to get to, to find out, but if you can get it for free or through your doctor, which is happy days, which is good. But um, what about, we'll talk about dyspraxia. Uh, I'd never heard of that before, and what is it, and what's it, what's it, what's the similarities to dyslexia? So with this, I think that there's this thing um, with comorbidity. So no one's just dyslexic. You're dyslexic and probably dyspraxic and autistic and ADHD. So there's this, it's an overlap. So dyspraxia is in itself a development disorder. So it basically causes difficulty in activities like coordination and movement, like riding a bike, swimming, um, catching a ball, all those things are challenging for somebody with dyspraxia um, because it involves hand-eye coordination and what the brain says you, you want to do and what the hand does doesn't always correlate. Mm-hmm. So it's basically gross motor skills. Uh, it also can affect your speech, so certain words you're trying to pronounce don't come out the way you want it to come out. Um, and one way one day you can say it perfectly clear, the next day it's not clear at all. So it's it has many different forms, it takes many different symptoms, but generally you can have very severe dyspraxia where you know, I think it even turns into aspraxia when mm-hmm. your speech is really difficult for you to, to pronounce things. Um, and it's just another thing. They used to call it the clumsy child syndrome because literally you do find yourself falling over more often, you do find yourself injuring more yourself more often. I remember if I don't drink alcohol, but when I did drink, uh, even I'm a lightweight, so I drank maybe one or two mm-hmm. um, um Malibu's and Cokes, <laughs> and, and I had two, and I was tipsy, so tipsy, I, 
my thing accidentally went into a door, um, a door, and it, I had to get five stitches because oh. it actually, yeah, it, it was just like I. When it comes to hand-eye coordination, I mean, the fact that we mix it with alcohol, it's just a disaster because all your senses just goes out the window. Um, and you just end up not necessarily taking care of yourself as much as you could do. So it is it can get dangerous if you don't look after yourself especially. So other kind of symptoms, <clears throat> obviously they're saying this dyspraxia is linked to like autism and stuff. So what with the the, the sort of group that you set up um and the dyslexic success, what people what benefits have people got out of um, meeting up in your group and where have they gone and succession etc stories okay yeah so over the years we've seen probably um, people that have are at different stages of their journey and people that just want to have the community um, because they feel isolated because whenever they talk to their friends or family about dyslexia or dyslexia or autism they kind of get shunned away people say that you're making it up or you don't look dyslexic or you don't look autistic all these kind of ignorant comments that people think is, is a compliment but it's not really so in our group, we're kind of just at a place where we're learning from each other. No one just says, oh, you know, I'm an expert, etc." But we do have psychologists and lawyers and all those people that are in top of their profession that happen to have dyslexia, dyspraxia, or autism, teaching others on how to um, be more successful. So, for example, we had a psychologist come in and talk about how to work better in teams, because I thought team building is a big one and we want... We want to know how do we get along with other people much more effectively. So she came in and she talked to us about the actual spiky profile of of our reports and what that really means. We did a Myers-Briggs um, diagnostic test and we, then we discussed how dyslexic people can work better and teach more effectively. So there's people that love that. There's also the emotional repercussions. We have a, a company coming that talks about um, how we can better manage our just one-to-one interpersonal relationships with others um, and the dyspraxia and dyslexia sort of things that might happen that might cause situations to occur that might be awkward and get us into trouble and how to avoid those things. Um, the people that have joined the, the community and started their own businesses, um, on top of that, like they started their own radio shows, um, there's a thing called the Codpast, um, where he basically interview people like Peter Stringfellow mm-hmm. um, and other people that are dyslexic <laughs> so that he could Peter Stringfellow is the name I haven't heard in a while <laughs> I haven't heard that person's name in a while with his, uh, his reputation but was he dyslexic as well Peter Stringfellow oh you still there Hello. Oh, still here. Oh, still yeah, here. Like, like, um, is Peter Stringfellow um, dyslexic, eh? Peter Stringfellow, Albert Einstein, Jim Carrey, Walt Disney, Leonardo da Vinci, Tom Cruise, so many people, Kieran Knightley, um, oh. so many people that are dyslexic. Um, oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Amazing things you don't know until you find out through, obviously, well, through other avenues. Like obviously with what you deal with, and you're you're also saying uh, with having dyslexia yourself, it's passed down to your kids. Does your one of your kids have it as well? So my son has um, autism, and right. he was probably one of the other motivations of me starting up my digital agency right. um, because he he's autistic. He is now turning he's turning eighteen, 
Um, And even though you've got people like Steven Spielberg, who's dyslexic and, um, you know, great Hollywood director, um, there's still people that limit children that have additional needs, like autism. Um, For example, his special education needs coordinator says he'll never be um, a public speaker because... Um, he's autistic, but he could be a graphic designer. So there's a lot of people already putting limits on our children. So I just thought, let me have an agency that might help to cater to anyone that wants to be a, a public speaker, anyone that wants to increase their their sales or whatever else, their confidence in delivering presentations. Um, because I think it's it's disgusting when I hear stories about people putting limits on others just because they have this preconceived ideas about what they can or cannot do. What is, we'll, take a, we'll take a little bit of a break and you can expand a bit more on um, the autism side and dealing with it as a mum, mum dealing with a child with autism, obviously with him now being 18, but just the challenges that you've had and even relate for people who are listening to this who may know somebody or either, either are in a situation themselves um, and maybe if you're living in the UK or if it's want well, to connect with Ruth out with uh, this podcast you can chat about it she'll be able to tell you at the end of the show where you can connect with her but uh, we'll, we'll take a quick break we're going to we're going to have a tune that I played last week actually because I thought it was very good an upcoming Canadian artist called um, Lisa Moen and she's does a country artist very very good and I did like the song so much it's called Test Drive um, so I'm going to play this song and we'll be back after this uh, it's a bit of a short one so and we'll come back with a bit more info on autism and then we'll come dig into Ruth's get more sales tactics and how to get more sales for your business and where you can watch Ruth and her short videos on Facebook etc and go from there so uh, we're back in a second my hood and I said get in cowboy I'm gonna take you for a ride we're gonna head on down that highway and I will take you for test drive well he jumped in and said hey girl put your high heel to the floor I said don't you worry about that now as I locked his door I'll tell you told him then as we raced on down the track I said honey want to have this ride you ain't never going back and I said get in cowboy I'm gonna take you for a ride we're gonna head on down that highway and I will take you for test drive well if you think you can rock it like this big block has got it then baby we'll get along just fine 
Scotland's number one inspirational station. Welcome back to Hunter Graham's English podcast show on heartsonlive.co.uk. We're going to just uh, shout out to some of our contributors on the show. We have a few supporters. We've got Guy R. Cook, Report Podcast, who supports us in many ways. You can listen to his podcast on guyrcook.podbean.com. Um, also got littlebeaches.com with Guy not Guy Cook, sorry, Donald Brandt. He's a clothing range if you all over print. So if you want to design yourself, if you're a woman who likes to wear leggings a lot or goes to the gym, you can design your own fancy leggings when you go to the gym and other stuff as well. That's littlebeaches.com. EileenSmith.com is a contributor, supporter of us. Uh, she does lots of podcast information. Excuse me, if you're looking to start your own podcast, you can go to EileenSmith.com and find her on YouTube as well. EdinburghDusters.co.uk If you're looking for a cleaning company in Edinburgh you can contact EdinburghDusters.co.uk the company it likes to clean. We've also got Cardio Advisor. If you're looking for a new car van you can contact CardioAdvisor.co.uk And also if you're looking for a website you can go to Ideas Go Live and contact John Drummond. That's Ideas Go Live John Drummond um, and you can speak to him. He will happily sort out for a new website. And also For Humanities with Shannon Griffin who um, dot, will help you start your own t-shirt business if you're interested. So you can look her up as well. But anyway, you can also, uh, hopefully, Ruth, each other, you start kicking on. Um, I am here, yeah. Well, what I was thinking, we in the future, we could potentially, your website is just ruthhenry.com, yes? Or have you got something else as well? So there's dyslexicsuccess.co, um, which is the main dyslexic website. Okay. And you can hear about our events there as well uh, as well as our upcoming boot camp which is all about helping anyone that's dyslexic and wants to up level their productivity game to come to an interactive boot camp okay well maybe if you're interested going forward you could be we could support you by an a wee little mini adverts we can publicize your website on a regular basis if you're okay with that and we can so people can who go through may hear have dyslexia or think they have they can go to your website and get more information etc if you're okay with us helping out in that way yeah I appreciate that thank you cool well tell us a bit more about the just briefly um, on um, autism you were saying about obviously having your son who has autism and just living being living with it and a bit more information on how you deal with it and stuff okay so yeah it's, as a, um, a single mum it can be challenging um, to have a child who has autism purely because you're not just looking after a, uh, another child you're looking after the child that also is very trusting and you kind of worry extra extraordinary amount more than I've got a daughter as well I, I worry about my son much more because he's very trusting in and he also has this big massive heart as well so for me I think with the autism element of it you kind of worrying will they ever you know get married or, you know will they ever live on their own will they be independent enough will they look after themselves and all this other stuff so everything I try to do with him is all about preparing him for that 
course, I'm not going to be here all of these lives. And I want them to be empowered and independent as well. So it's challenging because when you don't know where they are, instead of a panic of I'm going to call him and he's going to pick up, it's more like I called him and he hasn't picked up. What, what Should I call the police? I've called the police a few times when he hasn't picked up his phone over a period of time because I'm like so panicky. Right. Um, so it is, it's for me, I think it's just an extra level of anxiety um, around it purely because there's also other people out there that are just aren't nice. Um, he's been called a retard before mm-hmm. um, by people in his school when he was at secondary school. Now he's in college. He's around, around adults that are way older than him and mm-hmm. there's people that just aren't safe. Um, so there's another worry there, but thankfully he's got friends. But you know, there's this—it's just there's there's great things about him as an individual. He's an amazing person. He's very determined. He's very focused on what he wants to do. He's very—he's got this great vision for his life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know that the people out there just just aren't nice people. Um, and so I, I, I make sure he goes to MMA to actually so that he can safeguard himself and protect himself. Cool. And I, I hear many parents that have autistic children, they make sure that their child has some form of martial arts training because that's that's their fear as well. They just want to make sure that their child's protected. Oh, that's good. It's good to, well, good to mix martial arts and learning that's good and having that. It does, uh, well, I'm guessing it will help. Have you ever known somebody, an autistic, who's been, well, somebody who's come across maybe having to use their skills of martial arts to protect themselves? Have you heard of any stories like that? No, but I have heard about, um, I, there was a boy who was autistic and he has a party and he invited these, the, his so-called friends and I think they ended up killing him and burning him alive. Um, and so he died and I, I don't even know if they, they got, I think they got away with it because they couldn't really pin it on somebody because there's too many people at the party. So there's stories about bullying, mm-hmm. um, with autism, I think it's like 90% of people that have a neuro difference, like dyslexia, dyslexia, autism, they've, they've experienced some form of bullying and there is a social isolation element mm-hmm. towards it. They're, so, they're socially isolated and they're, in terms of employment, um, they've got a lower rate of employment. So that's one of the reasons I started my business as well because I looked at the stats and it was like across the board, across wherever you go in the world, the, they're isolated mm-hmm. um, because it, it's hard for them to have, make friends. Um, because they're, they, they're different and they think differently. They don't necessarily give you eye contact all the time or their brain's going so fast that, you know, they're, they're overthinking things. All of these factors, they're not necessarily being like everybody else, makes them different. And I think different people don't necessarily draw to, unfortunately. So um, they're, they're, they are isolated. They've got less friends. They're bullied. There's lots of people that I know that homeschool their children because they can't take the bullying situation in school. So what do you, before we, we play one more song, play in a second, but before that, give us, we wrap up this segment of the show before we come into your Get More Sales part. Uh, give people um, a summary of, obviously, dyslexia, dyspraxia, autism, just of what you've just talked about, of where they can, obviously, to give them a clearer vision of what it's all about and where they can go to your where they can find your website etc and uh, and how you can maybe help them going forward okay so yeah so I guess the vision for me is like I believe that no man woman or child should be born into poverty 
or social exclusion just because of their learning difference. So um, I've created a dyslexic and dyspraxic and autistic agency that recruit freelancers to do sales and, and website design all stuff that I know how to do because um, I've done it for 20 plus years. Um, so they can do it themselves. But So if you're like knowing that you're a business owner and you, you want to learn more about that element of one of the freelancers um, being able to work on a project that you're, you've got in mind, then there's a company that I started up called Savvy Time. It's about three years old now. So that's X-A-V-I-E-T-I-M-E dot com Savvy Time. And it's just basically a, a agency that helps business owners um, and it's got a social mission to help people to gain more, more employment opportunities. And so they're taking connect with me there. You can connect with me on social media at Sales with Ruth um, as well, um, where I help people increase their sales. If you find you're struggling with it, I've generated over £120 million in new business sales nice. for different companies. And so that's what I help my clients do. And that work I do helps people that are dyslexic as well as dyslexic, but also people that are just so that the money I make, the mission goes towards some of that as well. You can talk about more of your sales stuff. I was going to go, can, at the end of the show, you can, your people will find all Ruth's websites and where you can find all the things that she does on the show notes uh, and the podcast, which will, will be available at uh, on on the pod, pod, bleh, Podbean site, uh, which uh, you'll, it'll be shared on Facebook. If you just Google Hatsik and Ramsey on these, you'll find us. They're also on iTunes as well. So we do put these shows out as a podcast uh, so people can listen to them anytime, anywhere around the world. Um, yeah, so we're going to come back after Bon Jovi and we're going to get hear a bit about Get More Sales and uh, we're going to say Companies House must love you because you must have first name basis the amount of companies you've got. They say, hi, I need to register my, my 20th business. You've got a lot going on. You're a busy girl. Busy girl, uh, to say the least. But, um, but it's good. It's good at what you're doing and if, as I say, um, we're going to come back with uh, Lazy Body by Bon Jovi because uh, we hope that we don't go down in a blaze of glory, but we uh, go up in a blaze of glory in success in our business. But we'll hear more uh, in a second. We're back after this.
back that was Bon Jovi Blaze of Glory and uh, that was the Baywatch theme tune to the TV series and as I say a bit cheesy to kick off uh, for this next segment but are you ready are you ready to get more sales and Ruth is on the line and you're going to tell us how we can get more sales in our business and to make some money so go fire away Ruth before that have you watched the new Baywatch movie I have seen it yes what did you think of it uh, it was alright could have been a bit more not yeah, it was, yeah, it was okay. Could be better. It wasn't it? Was a bit. Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was quite funny. Um, I think it was it was a bit, bit inappropriate at times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. There was there was parts where I was like, wow, this is really inappropriate. I don't remember anything like this on Baywatch, but I think it was the whole point of yeah. taking the Mickey out of it, right? Yes. Um, I have seen it. But, it was yeah. Certain things were a bit uh, yeah, a bit too much. 
for what it was. <laughs> not quite. It's not quite your ITV nineties series, but um, yeah, it was a bit of a, a probably a pee take to say the least. But uh, it was yeah funny, but <laughs> we had a bit of load the belt in some ways. But I have seen it, yes. But well, in fact, before we mate, we'll kick off with some um, get more sales, and we'll kick off finish with the film Black Panther because we've both seen that, and any other films we might have seen, we can briefly fit in and talk about our upcoming films, and then we'll wrap it up from there because I know you've got another live stream with our. We're going to have we do a quick couple of mentions. Tammy Francis Donaldson and Ruth will be doing a live stream on Facebook uh, at half past nine GMT. Uh, that's will be until we put our clocks forward. If you haven't forgotten, if you're listening to this, we will be putting our clocks forward in Britain, stroke tonight, tomorrow morning, Sunday. And don't forget, if not, you'll be turning up to places uh, either a, a bit early, to say the least. So um, just remember to do that and also. Um, yeah, so Tammy Francis Donaldson. Also, just a shout out to Tim, who was co-hosting last week uh, on the phone, to thank you for what, his contribution, which is great, and talking about mental health and other stuff as well, which is great input, and we hope to have him in the studio at some point. Um, so, give us a get more sales. Give us your input on how to get more sales and how people can utilize your platform to get more money. Um, okay, so it depends on if you're doing a service or, biz or product-based business, but essentially it's the same principle. Sales is a triangle. It's about information gathering at the bottom, uh, information gathering, customized value, and relationship building. And relationship building is really the foundation of everything, knowing what your customer wants and um, making it so simple for them to, to get what they want. I like to think of the easiest way to get more sales is to generally being given the right product or service at the right time to the right person. It's really that simple. Um, if you know there's a need, you basically fill a need, see a need and fill a need. It's really, really that simple. Um, the reason, the way I did it years ago, which still works now, is to have conversations with people, um, really find out their, their pain points, what they're struggling with and the, the biggest pain points that they have that they're willing to pay to get to go away. For example, you know, there was a company that wanted to help their employees to be a bit more creative in their approach to looking at work and then increase their bottom line. So they went on a training course and it was basically about creativity and how to monetize that. And so it was just there was a need there um, that the company had and basically found a way to fulfill that need and so the company that i work with on, on that particular project they've paid something like a hundred thousand pounds for the year and i don't get that much for it don't get me wrong but they i'm one of the people that facilitate on that project and it, and so the best way that you can probably get a, um, more sales is to collaborate with the company so if you know that, that you can add value to a company that's already doing something similar that you do, but they have a gap that you do what you do, but they service the same person or same type of person, then that's one of the best ways to um, increase your bottom line. Um, yeah, essentially. So in, in terms of if you want to get sales specifically for your business today, um, the quickest way is to pivot it. You've got an idea, you want to figure out if it's going to make you money, try and test it out within 24 hours. Pivot the idea, you can make yourself in 24 hours, you've got other goals in there, and you basically then scale it up. Like this. Okay. There you go. Cool. 
So that's uh, we'll have all the links to Ruth's platforms in the show notes uh, of the podcast later on. So you can, when you go to that, so you can, uh, you'll see all what, where you can connect, etc. What meets your needs. So let's talk about. I've got the Wonder Woman theme tune playing in the background, um, and whether you can hear that or not, I don't know. But um, let's talk about movies. Black Panther. What, what do you think of it? How many times have you seen it as well? Shamefully, I've only seen it once. I was supposed to go back and see it again, but um, Wakanda should be a, a, a real classic. Um, and it's an awesome movie. It's beautifully shot, beautifully di- directed. The passion in it is seemingly going through the whole movie. The attention to detail is amazing. You know, the costumes, the, the language, the banter, everything. Um, and I think it just flows very well. The, the comic timing, as well is really great and I think even the technology that they're using to tell their story is um, done really beautifully as well I think it's, it's out of the Marvel films I always like I didn't really I was never really an Iron Man fan right. um, but I like the Captain America series and Civil War from one of the favourite but I think that kind of the top Civil War and then um, we'll see if Infinity Wars is any better, but Black Cat is going to be in, in Infinity War, so it's going to be pretty awesome to watch. What do you think? Do you think the bad guy in Black Panther the, was a bit kind of wasn't? It was a bit of a weak black guy. Uh, bad guy it wasn't really. It wasn't. I don't know. Just seemed a bit kind of. I don't know. Weak in that part. That department. Usually get bad guys in films. They're usually quite strong. When I say strong, as in it's a strong character. There's a bit more in depth to them. It just seemed a bit too. Yeah, I don't know if the focus was the bad guy wasn't really the main importance, really. Yeah, so his motivation, Michael B. Jordan's character's motivation um, for doing it and his anger behind it, it didn't seem that justified. It just it felt like his his character, even though yeah, you, you know you can get angry for that, it just didn't seem like it was a fair enough reason. That his anger, like it was, it was pretty mean. He killed his girlfriend. Um, but I think um, in regards to him being, he's Michael B. Jordan, so he's in Creed, and I think he had the same director. In terms of him being a bad, bad guy, you can kind of see him being a bad, good guy, because everything he was kind of saying was justifiable. Right. Okay. I, just, I, I thought when I watched it, I thought it was better than I thought it was. And I just think I did, I saw the bad guy, was, it could have been a bit, maybe I need to see it again to maybe want to understand that a bit more. Because one of these films you have to see more, more than once. To get the bigger, some to maybe see things you didn't see the first time around, if you know what I mean. Yeah, completely. So that's yeah. Uh, but it was good. I look forward. To, I mean, there's the Marvel. There's one film I, I do. I don't think it's going to come out here or not. It is in America already, which is the. Um, I don't know if you're a, a Bruce Willis fan at all. What's the movie called? Uh, called Death Death Wish, the remake of the Charles Bronson films, Death Wish. Okay, uh, horror. Not horror, no. It's, uh, Vigilante. The, the original was made by the original series. There's was, was five of them, uh, made by the old actor Charles Bronson, who's passed away. Um, and it was a vigilante, basically. Uh, that's the he, his family get hurt, and he goes and vengeances the people who uh, hurt, killed his family, but it becomes it a more regular basis. But it, that's what it's about, Death Wish. Uh, but the, the originals are very good with Charles Bronson. Um, 
and the first tier are very good and then the second gets a bit sort of after about five, three, four and five are still good but uh, but it's a good storyline but that's what it's about um, but it's based on the remake of uh, the Charles Bronson ones with Bruce okay, Willis. Yeah. I just googled it. So it's kind of it sounds a bit like the Punisher, um, which is a Marvel thing. Um, if you've watched Netflix and you've seen um, Daredevil, there's a spin of course Punisher um, from that same character from the Marvel Netflix one. But yeah, so it sounds a similar premise. His family was killed, and they got to kind of go around getting revenge. What's stuff have you? Just a, do you, have you seen um, do you, what Netflix programmes you've watched? Have you seen Seven Seconds at all? Seven Seconds. On Netflix? No, I've, I've seen The Flash. I've, I've seen The Flash, I've seen Arrow. Um, what else have I watched? But I haven't seen Seven Seconds. Is it good? Yes, I recommend it. Seven Seconds is with the actor, it's got it's Claire Hope Ashitai, I pronounce her last name, uh, with and um, Mike. I can't remember his last name. Uh, but anyway, he, the um, great, it's about the obviously black race thing via the cops in New Jersey that a black kid is, gets knocked down in an accident um, and how it all kicks off from there. Uh, and it's how they try and cover the cops, try and cover it up. Very intense. It's very, it really goes into a lot of detail. And it's, 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 it's more reality. It's, like, and it's slow, but it's a good slow. And it really gets you hooked after after you work the first two, and it just gets you into it. You want to see it. Uh, highly recommend it. It's ten episodes of pure, just really good. And um, we're looking forward to the characters are so well done. Um, and Claire Hope Ashton, she's a British actress um, and from London. So it's Mike Mosley. Michael Mosley's the actor. And there's uh, Regina Regina King's in it as well. Have you heard of her? Okay. Yeah. 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 Very, very good, very, very good. She's in it, um, but I highly recommend it. I do like watching me, I'm a bit of a kind of. I just watched. Um, I like Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. Uh, I watched Blue Bloods, all the kind of crime dramas that are in America. Uh, there's a blind spot. There's the remake, there's the TV series of Taken, there's Taken 2, which is, which is the re- season 2. I do watch The Flash, and I'm waiting for. They've kind of. For some reason. Uh, I watched Supergirl. I don't know if you watched Supergirl at all. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. But they, they suddenly stopped, and I think the next episode is coming out in April the 16th or something. They've got this massive gap for some weird reason for the next episode. I'm like, what? Yeah. What's going on? But I do love watching that. It's good. Uh, it's very. I do like these kind of all my TV program, American dramas. So I'm a bit of a kind of on my stuff that I watch. Uh, do you watch any crime dramas? Are you kind of mix or more so Marvel-y, comic-y, book style? I used to watch NCIS um, and um, Suits, which isn't really um, crime, but it's a lawyer thing. Right. Um, with Meghan Markle and, and you know, I used to watch that. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the thing actually, if you're going to recommend 7 Seconds, which I will watch, I recommend There Are Places For You. Um, which is about a, it sounds depressing, but it's about a woman who died of cancer. Okay. And, and her, she basically um, knows that her partner is going to be left alone, so she tries to find him um, a wife or a new girlfriend. It's, it's really sad. and But then at the same time, it also gives you a good um, 
a good frame of what life, how life short, how short life is, and also how beautiful it is as well when you look at it from a different angle. Okay. So yeah, that's a that's one I I recommend. Cool, superb. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap things up. I know you've got another show to go to, uh, so uh, that'll be good to watch when I get home, and you'll be able to hear the podcast from this show and kind of reconnect with Ruth at any time. But if you want to say thank you for being a guest co-host and thank you for being on the show, it's been good to chat and good to have an insight. Thank to... you for inviting me. No, I think especially at short notice, uh, thank you for being available, which is good, and it's been great fun uh, chatting away. And you're more welcome to come on the show again if you have any other updates you want to talk about. And so you've also tell me before we forget, actually, I did actually knew I wanted to mention you've got an event coming up as well, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yes. Um, so it's the 30th of June um, in central London. Um, and it basically is just a, um, a great way for me to use my skills as a trainer. So if I train up to um, in the Dyslexia Forum. So basically mm-hmm. it's uh, an action-packed event for people that have dyslexia. All people are just inc- inquisitive about it, like maybe you work with somebody with dyslexia, you're trying to work with them better. And it's just a great way to, to be interactive and talk about resilience and collaboration and productivity in a sort of an acting way. We're going to do sort of improv, which is one of the things I've been studying for a while. Um, and we're going to actually get up and use experiential learning to work through some of the things and issues that come up a lot with dyslexia, like um that whole lazy thing, like, you know, you're lazy because you haven't done the work, even though that's not the case. And we're talking about handling challenging scenarios of resilience. We're talking about um, having that sort of a hackathon, working in teams and collaborating on how to resolve them together rather than in isolation. And how you can network with people so that you can optimise your skills and theirs as well. So all those things are going to be not just a, a work, um, a talk about me talking to lots of people, but people actually getting up and immersing themselves in the environment and working through set things as well. Cool. There'll be more details on that on the, the show notes, so hopefully we'll be able to publicise that over the next coming weeks uh, on the shows to help and get Ruth some ticket sales and get people turning up and be a success. So I want to say thank you again for coming on the show. It's been great to chat to you. And thank hopefully you. you've enjoyed it and not been frightened off or anything. <laughs> That was good, thank you. No, it's been good, good to have you, and uh, well, thank you. And uh, you have been listening to the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show with guest co host Ruth Ellen Henry on the phone from all the way from London, and uh, myself, Ramsey in the hot seat. Until next week, take it easy and uh, have a good one, everybody. We'll speak to you soon. Bye bye now. <laughs>